Curtain Network. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, one of the three hosts of the Steelers Preview Podcast. It is finally back. That is football, NFL football, not practice, actual preseason games, exhibition games are back. We're excited to talk about that. Padded practices for the Steelers, you name it. Let's welcome in the other host first. Dave Schofield, what's going on? We're not talking about practice. We're talking about, yeah, we're still talking about practice. Hey, nah. I'm just happy that it, it it's ramping up. I mean, you had sure. to start somewhere. Here we are. Let, let's get rolling. All right, Brian Davis, what's up? Oh, I am feeling it. And, you know, next thing you know, we're actually next week, we're having a preview. It's a real preview. What oh, this show was meant point. to be. Yeah, yeah. So, I just realized that. <laughs> so, this is exciting, and I just love that the Hall of Fame game is here. So uh, we'll be—I'm sure—we'll be talking about uh, Hall of Fame and trivia. Maybe a little sneak peek. But um, you know, the uh, this is a, actually a rematch. I'm just going to throw this out there. This the Jets and the Browns were what? I'm going to give you trivia right now. What were they? A matchup between the two of them is it? It was something significant in uh, in football history. Was it the fact that Belichick coached both of them briefly? That's a good he was with the Jets that's, for like a week. That's or something true. Like that. Yeah, I think it was two days. Um, okay. Actually, I'm going to rephrase that with primetime football because it was the first ever Monday Night Football matchup. Boom. Oh, I didn't know that. Drop that mic. Good job. There Very you go. go. All right. Trivia is done. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen any of the game, obviously, that's on right now between the Jets and the Browns. No, there's no Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson or anyone really of significance playing. But there's still a lot of stuff to look after when these preseason games. I saw a video at uh, DeMarcus Ware saying the national anthem. Yikes. Really? Let's just... Uh, <laughs> Hey, it's gonna be say, better than Roseanne. Well, yeah, and it was also better than Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis. <laughs> oh, oh, that was bad. That's a tough song to sing, people. Like I've oh, just oh, oh, very yeah. before. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, very difficult song. Little pitchy dog, as they used to say back in the day with America. <laughs> all right, but hey, you yeah, know what? I'm not feeling it all. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, football's back for the Steelers. Football's back, and I, I think that you know we talk about non-padded practice and how there is still significance. And we talked about that a lot last week, but now you have pads popping and you have actual tackling drills and you've got seven shots and you've got all this stuff. Just really a George Pickens catches Joey Porter jr. There's just news coming out of the wazoo. I love it. This is my favorite time of year for that because we get the clips. We get to hear live reports, which we never get to hear during the season. I just want to ask a real broad based question right now. And that is, what has stood out to you thus far? It could be a player, it could be a scheme, it could be anything. Dave, we'll start with you. We're going to have more than one round of these, by the way. So give me one thing so far out of the Steelers training camp that has stood out to you. <laughs> it's so hard to figure Jeez, out where to slow start. Slow down, Dave. My I mean, <laughs> um, you want to go to Brian first? No, no I'll, I'll go. Uh, I was worried that Steelers fans were overhyping one darnell washington and so far he's living up to the hype that they had once they put the pads on 
Yeah. Because everyone said that he looked like a, a baby giraffe without pads on. And then when they got the pads on and then he actually started to knock some heads off and everyone's like, this is why they like the guy so much. So, all right. I like that though. Darnell Washington. He had a good day uh, today, Thursday as well. Caught a touchdown pass, I believe. Brian, what about you? Anything you want to add to that? Or do you just want to go into yours? Oh yeah. I'm going to add to that real quick. Uh, our very own Kevin Smith was uh, at mm-hmm. training camp today. So, you know, he is going to be raving about sure one mount washington i think there's a new nickname for him too and i I forget what that was have you seen that new nickname i have not it was floating about it's uh gosh i I wish i remember what that was i figured maybe one of you would know that but the other thing that the thing i'm going to talk about here is uh you know it's something i talked about last week and i'm cautioning everybody but it seems like the uh the domination is with the defense right now and on seven shots and when you see that, but don't get scared from that. That just shows you the defense is really good, but there have been flashes of brilliance from Kenny Pickett. So I don't get scared with what you're, what you're reading and hearing early. Well, I mean, my gosh, Brian, to tag team, like what you're talking about there, how many times, and I followed on Twitter, Dave's updating the article for steel network.com. Make sure you check that website out. And you're following, okay, so seven shots time. So all the beat writers are updating you play-by-play what's going on. The offense is up 2 nothing. The offense is up 3-1. to one. And then literally the, the wheels fall off, and they end up losing the next four, and they lose the seven shots. It's not always when Pickett leaves the game, but most often than not, it's when Pickett leaves the drill. He's never done a full seven shots. They always rotate quarterbacks in. Um but I agree with you. There's been some good stuff with the uh, with the Steelers offense in the, in the seven shots. I love that the first padded practice on Tuesday, the first two plays, the first two touchdowns to the offense were Najee Harris right up the gut against that defense. So, Dave, what are your thoughts on what Brian just brought up? Yeah, it's just it's so early. I don't, I still don't know what's everything, <laughs> you know, everything, everything that one side does is good. And everything the other side does is bad. And then it changes on every play. It's just, ah, when you see football on the TV, which I did turn it on for, I think one series, there was at least one, uh, one or two illegal formations lining up on, you know, neutral zone infractions lining up wrong. So it's sloppy football, but I'm like, now that I see that on TV, that's what I want to see with the Steelers. I want to see them out there going against somebody else because, of course, we were just dying to see the Steelers go at all. And as soon as we get it for a week, now we just want more on something else. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I'm going to go with Joey Porter Jr. And and really, he has been a nonstop talking point this training camp whether it's his battles with George Pickens on the outside, whether it's his interceptions, which he got one from Kenny Pickett in the two minute drill today, Thursday. Um, the one thing I want to bring up about Joey Porter jr. Is not the amount of repetitions that he's getting in camp, but it's, I love his resolve. So to give you an example, see he's had two times where George Pickens, some might say he got lucky. I would say that the catch he had Thursday where the ball was tipped and he brings it down was kind of luck on Pickens part. And then just a freak of nature play where he goes over the top of him to make the catch. But what does Porter do in both of those practices after those catches are made comes up with an interception. I go back to 
Artie Burns. When Artie Burns was a rookie, what did he say? I'm going to go against Antonio Brown every single practice. And Antonio Brown literally killed the young man's confidence, beat him to a pulp, sometimes physically and mentally, probably emotionally and spiritually. But nonetheless, uh, it was one of those situations where Artie Burns never really had that, that resolve. Okay, Antonio Brown made me look really stupid there, but I'm going to come back and I'm going to make a play. Joey Porter has that. At least in the early stages, he has that. I love seeing it. I love the what we're seeing from him in general. A lot of people, Andrew Wilbur, I'll give him credit. He had him very highly ranked on his big board and, and where he had him in the cornerback rankings. He thought he was one of the best cornerbacks coming out of college. Not sure he's going to start right away, but my gosh, it, it's really the trajectory is pointing in the right direction. We'll say that. And can I add something to that? Sure. Andrew Wilbar is a Michigan fan. And so yes. it's great that he had him rank that high because this is not a Penn State bias when Andrew ranks somebody. So that that's something that uh, that, that you yeah, really got to look at there because he's I mean, that's like when he ranks an Ohio State guy high, it's yeah. probably hard for him to do, but he has the credibility and the integrity to do it. Yeah. Now, I do want to answer a question before we get to Dave here, and it's going to be a good transition to Dave Gavin says, how do you guys know about these specific things in camp? Like JPJ's interception is Kevin Smith giving you guys confidential film to watch. No, uh, coach Smith. I'm sure he did get some video, but he did not give us anything. This literally comes from Twitter. So you might not have a Twitter. Where? Or X. Oh, that's whatever. Maybe you don't have a Twitter slash X account. That's okay. Every single practice during training camp, Dave is diligent enough that he, we have an article at steelcurtainnetwork.com saying tracking training camp practice for whatever day of the week. And so you don't have to have an account. All you got to do is go to the article, refresh it every few minutes, and Dave will have the most up-to-date tweets in there. There's video, there's reports, there's play-by-play going on with these beat reporters and from fans in the stands. We even have commenters that are helping out with other tweets that might be missed. So that's how we're finding out this news. Dave, go ahead. I don't want to steal the show. No, you said it. I, I, that's well. I meant about Joey Porter. I didn't know if you. Had oh, about Joey Porter. Just love, love, love hearing. On you know, we know it's iron sharpens iron, but people now Steelers fans want to say it's steel sharpening steel. Um, with, with these young guys going at it, and just if you can. If you can do everything you can to make the guy across from you better, then the team is just going to be better in the long run. I remember, you know, one of my first years coaching running the scout offense for for the varsity team. And we took so much pride in pushing that defense in practice every day to make them better. I've talked about it many times, but that's what these guys are doing. They're out there. You know what? If Joey Porter Jr. is getting used to 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 guarding a guy like George Pickens, guess what he's going to be better at? Guarding guys that are lining up across from him in orange and things like that. So I, I love to see it. You can't win them all. So I, I kind of like seeing both of them be, having times where they get the better, best of the other one. Yeah. Dave, go ahead. Is there anything else that stood out to you in the early stages of camp? There's some names that I haven't heard much about. That's yeah. kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I, you know, the story isn't Kenny Pickett as much as 
some people are are saying. And you know, if you listen to Wednesday's Steel City Insider that you can listen on the Steel Curd Network, you know, there's you know, Jim's thinking that you know there's some things from Kenny that he he's not especially liking. But I, I'm thinking of someone like a. Have you heard anything about Levi Wallace? Nope. Yeah, that you know, that's one. Have I haven't heard that much. I mean, occasionally that much about Beyonce Johnson. Have you really heard much with, with, with some of those? I'm trying to think of other guys that you haven't she, heard much about. Najee James Harris. Daniels haven't heard anything about him. Have you heard um, much about Najee? No. Not no, you all. have not. Have you heard uh, much about Cam? No, because he's probably getting a lot yeah, of time he's off. He's not playing much. Larry O, hopefully. I've heard him. a couple times of, oh, well, Larry O came right up the middle. You know, but I, I yeah. you hear more about Keanu Benton because they're probably letting these young guys get more reps. Haven't heard a lot about Cole Holcomb, whether it's positive nope. or negative. Nope. So Heard a little bit about Cole the first did week. Did you? It was positive. I've heard, actually, I uh, read something today about Deontay Johnson guys where uh whatever article i was reading said that he is actually quietly shining in camp mm -hmm. he uh he looks next level is what they're saying and you know what remember you've got a guy uh, this probably goes into my next one that i was gonna say so i'm gonna you know i'm not gonna go too far but george pickens is stealing a show stealing the show too so if uh deontay johnson you know he's got to pick keep up with pickens yeah I, and and uh, to be honest, I guess you think they've only had two padded practices. So the mm -hmm. running game is not going to be a focal point outside of that. Yeah, Jalen Warren broke off of, I think, like a 65-yard run. We hadn't heard about him, though, other than that one play. Najee Harris scored the Jaylen two runs. Jalen Warren? He's, yeah. he's, he's had a couple long ones. He's had, he's he had, had several. Okay, good. Yeah. The, the, I, I Here's what I find, is that these people that are there, whether they're watching from the stands or they're beat writers that are reporting it, well, they're looking for specific things. So what are they looking at? Darnell Washington's on the field. I want to see what he does. They're watching for Broderick Jones. Oh, does he get a chance to go up against so-and-so on one-on-ones? How does he do? And then some of the other guys that they already know what they can do and they've seen them do it before just kind of goes, you know, by the wayside. Doesn't mean they're not playing well. Hopefully, you know, the, the Steelers are tailoring the workload accordingly. But uh, Brian was, was not, was Pickens your second your second thing? Yes, he was. Okay. And um, I'll, I can elaborate that a little more. Not only is does he seem to be really shining, he is becoming bigger than life. And the reason I'm saying that is because he has the superstar mentality now. When Mike Tomlin said to him today that ah, Porter won that one, he's like, ah, that one ain't on me. That interception's not on me. Um, it's not saying that he's not a team player. This is a guy that you could tell that he's ready to take that that next step, and he's not going to be easy on the uh, he's not going to be easy on the rookie, even though he's just a second year player. Now, going back to uh, the whole Artie Burns situation that you talked about, it leads me to believe, and I don't know what the differences between Pickens and Antonio Brown are, but I have a feeling that. Uh, Antonio Brown let him know every step of the way and did nothing to try and boost his confidence. Um, I have a feeling that he was not easy on Artie Burns back then, even the second year. I, when I say easy, like afterwards and all right, there's some coaching with a veteran 
that you would think that would happen after that and say, okay, see what you can do here. What I did you here, this is what happened. You know, this is what you need to look out for. Now I, I have a feeling that Antonio Brown tried to bury the man. It certainly seemed like that. You, you hate to speculate, but it certainly seemed like that at the time. I don't know why you would do that, but I don't know. Why does Antonio Brown do any of the things that he does? So <laughs> so what's happening with George Pickens? I don't know, but I know George Pickens hid the proclamation that he's the best in the world. And he's, I mean, he's ready to go for it. Is he not, in your opinion, the prototypical receiver? Yeah, he's got yeah. the size. He's got the speed, catch radius, crazy hands, can and high the point the ball. You know, he's got, is that a necessity? Dave, I'll ask you this question, Dave is, is having a little bit of an ego a necessity for a receiver necessity? No, it's not a necessity, but it's, it's they, the two have been grouped together so much that if you're coming up as a receiver, you almost feel like you have to have it. I mean, yeah, that's that's a really tough question. Yeah. You 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 shouldn't need it. You yeah. shouldn't, but it's just they're that's they're they're a whole different breed. Those guys that go out there and make the really big plays at wide receiver. You almost kind of have to have that mentality, but you don't have to be that way. Uh yeah, Brian, what do you think about the <laughs> more the, uh, often Kubris. than not, they, there's not a lot of humble receivers. Uh, you know, we've seen them, but you know, Heinz Ward is wasn't as humble as everybody thinks he is. You know, oh, he really yeah. wasn't. You know, so I mean, that's uh, there's not a lot of humility there. Uh, you know, I there were the uh, receivers that I'm sure there's receivers that we can talk about in the history of the NFL that you know caught the ball, handed it off. Uh, they they didn't have the ego. A lot of it was veteran guys, but it seems. But also, when you're going across the me- middle. And you're about to get your clock cleaned every single time. It's a lot different than it's a lot different than being a running back. You know, you are uh, you're exposed out there. So you, I think you've got to have a little bit of, of an ego, and I think I a lot of an ego actually, and I think it fuels a lot of those guys. Um, y- y- then you have the next level guys, the Mosses, the uh, Ocho Cinco's. The uh, the tos the guys that we know were even had a little bit of crazy in them too you know I mean you you just don't you you expect that too and maybe you have to be you have to be crazy to be a kamikaze pilot and it, in a way you're a kamikaze pilot when you are uh, when you're going across the middle like that as, as an NFL wide receiver for sure Dave go ahead yeah it, it's not that you have to have the ego you have to have extreme confidence. Yeah. That's what you have to have. Now, is it possible to have extreme confidence without the ego? It's possible, but it's honestly, it's a lot easier to, to, to have the two go hand in hand. I'm trying to think of players that would have been like more of the confident, but not egotistical. Like Larry Fitzgerald comes to mind. You yeah. Know, a guy that went yeah. out and, and was dominant, but you would never have known it. Calvin, Calvin Johnson was probably, I would say that as well. And he never yeah. was flashy. There's a little bit of swagger to, uh, but like Dave just said, you do need guys. to have a yeah. little bit of that. Um, but, you're, but I, I'm with you on that. I, you're I'm going tight ends. Shoot, Heath Miller. It's, like it's almost like if you're the if you're the greatest, you don't have to be 
you don't have to have the ego because you actually have the game to back it up. Anybody else has to have the ego and think that they're the greatest you know, in order to do it. So, well, we brought up Heath Miller and no one was more uh, humble than Heath. I mean, my gosh, if he just threw the ball down, everyone got all pumped up because he was ex- celebrating something. I've been super happy with what we're hearing about the tight end room in general for the Steelers in training camp, whether you're talking about Zach Gentry's had some nice plays in the red zone and seven shots. Pat Fryermuth has been used in the slot more. Darnell Washington kind of already talked about him. Connor Hayward, everyone's saying this guy's a playmaker. They need to find a way to get him on the field. I mean, it, it, it's exciting to see. Will they keep all four? We That's a good problem to have, I think. But ultimately, I was, I've was i been really pleased. A part of me was, a, was kind of worried, like, oh, are we going to see maybe someone like Gentry not really show out? Early reports from Darnell Washington were kind of up and down. He's not really consistent. Pads come on. He seems to have found his niche. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the tight ends? Yeah, I have to admit, we probably haven't heard as much about Freyermuth as not I would now. love to. That's a good point. It's another one that we should have added to our list uh, of, of players you haven't heard a bunch about. But everything that you hear when you do hear Pat Freyermuth is – really encouraging you're just not hearing about him a lot and that's okay uh like the tight ends i really do i think that's something that the Steelers should utilize more this year and i think they have the players to do it brian what are your thoughts on the tight ends and here we go we're getting there no, I was there I was on another go. page. I was doing some work. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize. I didn't even try to speak. Um, my thoughts on the tight ends is, you know what? What is the deal with Washington, though? We're talking about him looking mammoth, pushing people around. How are his hands? I have not heard. I know he caught a touchdown today, but are his hands what we expected and what Madden 24 thinks he is? Um so that that's what I'm or, I'm or what you saw in his pro day with that one crazy catch that went viral. Yeah. So, uh, you know, cause people are saying that, uh, maybe the, the thing with Darnell Washington is he has to be targeted more. And remember he was a number two at Georgia. So, and the guy who he played with is expected to be a number one actually in, uh, in the pros, uh, he's uh, his name's Bo something. I'm, I'm not completely sure what his name is. Yeah, but- at, the, at the end of the draft this year, he was he was one of the players listed as top ten for for overall top ten for next year. Yeah, but so that doesn't mean that. Uh, I mean, we have seen that. Uh, gosh, we saw it with Lydell Mitchell and Franco Harris, where Lydell Mitchell was the main guy at Penn State way back 50 years ago, but Franco had the better pro career. I mean, so it's just how how uh, you fit your offense around this guy, how you, uh, how you employ this guy. So there, there were a lot of uh, uh, things about Darnell Washington that scared some people because like, well, is he really the, uh, the receiver? Is he really the player that he was? Or is he just a big guy that we're excited about? So it seems like if he is catching the football, well, like you said, then, then, I would love to see, I can't wait to see it in a game situation, but you know, as far as Connor Hayward goes, I don't worry about uh, Connor. I really don't worry about Pat Fryermuth. I really want to see, uh, I mean, cause those guys are established. It's it just cause Connor Hayward to me is established because in the last 
four games of last year, he was pretty good. Uh, so what I want to really see is uh, how they they fit this guy, these guys into their game plan and what they do. But Fryermuth doesn't worry me whatsoever. No, I'm not worried about Pat. And then I, I'll let be honest. I mean, you talk about the rookies, just the rookies in camp so far. You know, Broderick Jones getting acclimated, done pretty well when given an opportunity. Uh, Joey Porter, we talked about him. We talked about Darnell Washington. We haven't heard too much about Keanu Benton. He's getting a lot of reps. Dave mentioned that. I'll tell you a player that I didn't have any hopes for at all, but is getting rave reviews from a lot of these B reporters is, is Nick Herbig. Oh yeah. This guy's coming in and his pass rush moves are phenomenal. Haven't heard a thing about Marcus Golden. I have not heard his name once. Has anyone heard anything about him? No, I, I think oh, the only time I've heard about him is going up against Broderick Jones and Broderick Jones winning the one-on-one. That's all I've really heard. I've yeah. heard a ton about Herbig. Herbig is turning heads big time. And even like J, uh, Jim Wexel, on our, like Dave mentioned on our Steel City Insider podcast, he's been glowing of seventh round pick. Uh, what is what is his name? Spencer Whatever. Anderson. Spencer Anderson. I want to, want to say Steven for some reason. Spencer Anderson. He compared him to like a young Kelvin Beecham. Wow. Who was, Dave's I love Kelvin <laughs> I know when Dave heard that, he's like, I have a new favorite player. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, no, you know. No, well, Kelvin Beecham, he just had that baby face. He just seemed like oh, yeah. a gentle giant, and he got out there and got the job done. I, I'm sorry, that's why I liked him so much. No, it's okay. I want to answer this question from Robert. Robert asked, it's been quiet on Kevin Dotson. Ooh. How have Kevin Dotson looked so far? So he, Isaac Sayamalu got the day off on Thursday. And it was Nate it was Herbig. Herbig. It was Nate Herbig. The, that ran with the ones and not Kevin Dotson. Nate Herbig, we're hearing good things from him. He's pancaking guys, looking good, dominant in the run game. Gosh, like you're starting to wonder, like, how is this thing going to shape up? I mean, these these guys that we viewed as just depth are actually starting to kind of turn them themselves into something. This is exciting. Dave, any thoughts? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is Sam Mawa gets the day off and you hear that it's Herbig out there. I have not heard Dotson's name no. haven't heard Kendrick Green's name and and other than some than some bad snaps haven't heard Mason Cole's name yeah. and haven't heard James Daniels name I only really heard about Chooks when Chooks got the got the day off he 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 dressed they just didn't play him right that one day so there's a lot of the line that I haven't heard from that I would really like to hear more about Brian, any thoughts on any of that? Well, we always say about cornerbacks and offensive linemen, when you hear their names, sometimes that's a bad thing. So uh, maybe it's a good thing that you're not hearing their names. I have heard, I, I have heard the names of Kevin Dotson and Kendrick Green actually in trade talk to a New Orleans. Now, that's, of course, that's one of those, it might be one of those clickbait things that you see out there. But for teams that, uh, need some uh need some depth or might actually need a starter a guy like kevin dotson is you know that's a seventh rounder waiting to happen possibly so you know you can see something like that happening i mean it's a possibility sometimes it's uh uh another team's i don't want to say trash but another team's expendable player is another team's treasure yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. Let's empty the notebook, so to speak. Dave, is there anything else you want to bring up from the training camp that we haven't touched on? There's so much we could bring up, and therefore I'm going to say I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brian? 
Yeah, the uh, we knew it was going to hit, and the injury bug hit, and the Corey Trice thing, you yeah, know, it just depresses the heck out of me. Um, I don't know what the extent of the injury with uh, De- DeMarvin was today. I, I know DeMarvin went out for uh, went off the field. He went off yesterday and didn't practice today. Okay, yeah. so that was yesterday. All yeah. right. So I know DeMarvin went off, and I think somebody else went off either yesterday or today. It was, it was yesterday because I think everyone was healthy today, right, Jeff? Yeah, the, I wrote the article for the website for tomorrow. No no new injuries. But they weren't in pads today, too. Oh, it was it was yeah. KZ, I think. That yeah, he's had an ankle. Uh, he's yeah. had an ankle. He's been out for a, probably close to... He's been out at least three then practices. It, then yeah. it was Keanu. Keanu Neal, yeah. maybe, that had a, I don't know. Was he hurt or did he just get a day off? I know he didn't practice today. I, I thought it was like a, a slight ankle sprain but um nothing to uh, be concerned with man the, the safeties whoo <laughs> yeah there's a lot of heat related illness going around as well because it's very hot and humid there in latrobe and so they're dealing with a lot they're dealing with a lot so just want to give you all some uh some updates from camp that football's back with the, the pads being on and, and backs on backers and my gosh we could talk about that and who showed out and who did well, like TJ Watt getting stoned twice by Darnell Washington in the, uh, the one-on-one drill. Like that's, I, I'm not saying that's, that's nothing against TJ Watt. TJ Watt's going to be fine, but Darnell Washington doing that. That's pretty impressive. Um, so, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back from this break, uh, we're going to go into trivia. We're going to do all that fun stuff. So make sure you stay tuned. If you're watching live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, we're not going anywhere on the audio side. We'll be right back after this break. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. It's the second half. I do want to say, if you're watching live, on the little ticker at the bottom (laughs) of the screen, you will see a website, and that is our Steel Curtain Network store. Dave is holding up his shirt. He ordered a shirt. Uh, Dave, you can speak to the quality (laughs) of said shirt if you'd like. Uh, We have a wide variety of options on the store. Uh, But if you're listening, it's scnstore.itemorder.com. So again, scnstore.itemorder.com. And if you can't remember that, they're driving to work, whatever. If you find me on Twitter, go to my Twitter page. You don't have to follow me. Who cares? And my pinned tweet, there is the link. It is there. So go there. Uh, you can get a ride or die crew shirt for those that listen to my let's ride podcast. You can get both the logo that you see on Dave's shirt, which is our SCN logo, or you can also get the other shirt, the, the logo, which is on our actual feed, which is our FFSN logo. Brian, did you want to say something? Yeah. Can I see the shirt again, Dave? It, it's like you're seeing triple because you've got the logo on yeah, my shirt. The logo on the flag. And that's a long sleever, too. This is it? a long sleever. Yes. This is this was the biggest shirt they had on the site. There I are some they, they have big and tall, you? and some of them get bigger and taller. This one, absolutely. Yeah. So I, it's good. Yes. I, I have not uh I might be having trouble with my site because I can't find the bad language t-shirts. Um, <laughs> it's right behind me, the stat geek one. I, you I, have I, to give I, me a design or something. Like I, think, I, I think it's time to do that. And I yeah. think we need, uh, Jeff's going to say no to this, but I think I can convince Dave. I think we need a preview shirt with caricatures of all three of our heads. <laughs> like you, pet boys. 
No. My, hey, they, just they give will, me the shiesty hood. <laughs> they will print these up, but we have to have someone that does them. Like they're not. If you give me a design idea, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it on the site for sure. Oh, I, we, I can get it done. I, hey, we've got lots of listeners and viewers yeah, and everything. Sure. Can, Absolutely, I'm yeah. not saying no. A nice little preview shirt. Now, but we've we, we we've got to learn that there's certain things that we can't put on the shirt. So you can't say Steelers preview. It would just have to say the preview. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's that's fine. And yeah. uh, if, if you do do a caricature of my head, please make you it a little bit thinner. <laughs> a little bit thinner. A little bit. It, I'm trying to make it thinner, but uh, make it a little bit thinner. Well, yeah. and, you know, uh, they have all sorts. They have long sleeves, short sleeve, hooded sweatshirts, crew necks, uh, baseball shirts, like the three-quarter sleeve. They, they, they have a bunch of stuff on there. And as the season progresses and big things happen, we'll have some new shirts. So make sure you check it out. SCNstore.itemorder.com. Okay. Uh, Brian kind of already did some trivia, but I'm sure you have other trivia, right, Brian? I have another one, but I need to shore it up. So if I can go second, no, I, I just need I exact know, numbers. Fine. Gotcha. Okay. Dave, you have trivia. I do. I do have some trivia and I don't know, for some reason I decided to look this up today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that this, this question I'm going since the merger. Because when you go back into Steelers history, I was looking at players at given positions. And man, when you're talking pre-1970, you've got guys that played all over the place, playing on both sides of the ball. I was trying to get running backs. There's a guy that would be a running back for two years, a receiver for a year, back to running back for a year, and a receiver for three years. And they're all over the place. It makes it really difficult. But what I was trying to do was I was trying to to look at – since I got the, you know, there was that one video of Najee Harris catching that long pass. It's like one of the few things that we've seen from Najee Harris. It was it was pretty impressive. And I'm like, you know, Najee Harris, you know, he he caught that, he caught that nice pass to, to win the game against the Ravens last year. How is he as a running back when it comes to receiving and receiving touchdowns? So I decided to look up since 1970, players that are listed at running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who's had the most touchdowns? So Najee Harris is actually tied for seventh in Steelers. I can't see Steelers history since the merger for the Steelers with six receiving touchdowns in two seasons. Can you name the players that uh, that were running backs that had more receiving touchdowns with the Steelers than Najee Harris? These are only regular season. Okay, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell only has one more than Harris. So seven? He's at seven. So that's one. Okay. That's one. Um, Rocky Blyer. That is a good guess, but Rocky Blyer only had two. Hmm. Franco? Franco has the second most. He has nine. So if Najee Harris keeps his pace, he could tie Franco this year if he keeps doing what he was doing. Right. Uh, I want to say Jerome just because of it's Jerome, the boss. Bettis, he only had two. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember him catching a lot of touchdown passes. Let's go Amos Zeraway. Amos Zeraway. I don't have, let's see, I'm trying to find Amos Zeraway on here. I'm like, unless they didn't list him as a running back. Oh, no, there he is. He had one. What about Mendenhall? Rashard Mendenhall, he had two. Merrill Hodge. 
Merrill Hodge blows everybody else out of the water. He's number one. He had 13 receiving touchdowns. Wow. Okay, so let's... uh, And he would be, I think... See, there was a couple names when I did it all time that played both running back and receiver, so you can't really count those because there was someone that had like 20. And I'm like, why? Oh, because they played flanker. That's why. So, okay. So you're pretty close. I'll be honest with you. The other three... I would there th- these would have been tough. Like Barry they, Foster? No, I'll be honest with you. All three of them are from the 80s. Oh, that's Brian's Frank wheelhouse. Pollard. No, not Frank Pollard. Walter Abercrombie. Walter Abercrombie had seven receiving touchdowns. Hmm. He was from 82 to 87. There was somebody here. This is list is running back between 87 and 89 who had eight. Warren Williams. It's not Warren Williams. So it's not Ernest Jackson because he was before 87. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't have been able to pull this name out of anywhere. Out of anywhere would I be able to pull this name out. Because, uh, yeah. I'm Let's just going... say listed as a running back but had far more receptions than rushing attempts. Is it Dwight Stone? Isn't no that see that would have been a great guess with the white stone because he you know he was oh my gosh give me a hint this uh, one I, honestly I will tell you he wore two different numbers when with the Steelers he was number first he was number forty four and then he was number twenty four Rodney Carter Rodney Carter I would not have pulled that name out of anywhere. I, I got it with 24. Yeah. Rodney Carter. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, yeah, he was basically a receiver out of the backfield. Yes. He, and he, he, was and he, had eight. he was never a feature. And I'm not even going to ask you to try to get the last one that had seven touchdowns. It was, it was Rich Ehrenberg. Oh, Ehrenberg number two. He wore number 24. I, yeah. I would have actually been able to give you that if you gave me the era. Yep. So, um, so yeah, Najee Harris, he's already one ahead of Willie Parker. Um, and he's two ahead of, Mo- of Moeldy Moore. And so I thought that was kind of fun looking at running backs with receiving touchdowns. So then I thought, you know, well, first of all, who had the, any idea what what's the most in one season for anyone with the Steelers since 1970? The most receiving touchdowns by a running back in a season? Six. Four. It's actually four, and it was happened twice. It was Merrill Hodge in '93 and Sidney Thornton in in '79. Oh, Sidney! Yeah, who he Sidney Thornton was tied with, uh, with with uh, with Najee. He's the other one who has six. Then I thought it would be fun to lay. Hey, let's turn it around. If we're going to talk about if we're going to talk running backs that are receiving touchdowns, what about receivers that rushed for touchdowns since 1970? Who leads that category? I think Brian knows this one. Say that just say that one more time, please. Wide receivers or tight ends who had the who had rushing touchdowns. Who has the most rushing touchdowns as a receiver or tight end for the Steelers since 1970? Does Slash fall into this category or no? Because he's listed as a quarterback. Randall L. Randall L. Where is Randall L? I'm trying to even find him. I wonder if they didn't count him on this on this list. So let me double check. Why wouldn't they count him? He was never I, a quarterback. That's a that's a great question. So I'm don't worry. I'm looking it up. So, but um, 
I Antonio it, Brown. Um, I don't think I, did Antonio Brown did he even have any rushing now, rushing touchdowns. I don't As think a receiver. Um, Mike, I don't Wallace? have any for Antonio Brown. Hmm. This is actually this is great. This is really tough. Mm-hmm. Well, Dwight Stone probably is he. I'm not sure where where they where they put the white stone where he classified there i finally found the antoine Miranda. Well, let me see what they have him with here i'm trying to, i'm trying to, to to get some answers here with with randall um yeah he did not have any rushing touchdowns for the steelers Hmm. And all that time, he didn't have any. God, I, I am. I'm racking my brain. I can't think of anybody. Was Lewis Lips one of them? Lewis Lips is number one. He had four. Wow. He is the. He has more rushing touchdowns as a wide receiver since the merger than any other Pittsburgh. Twice as many as the next closest. I'll be honest with you. There's only 13 names on the list. Wow, that flummoxes. Yeah, there's only three players who had more than one. You've got one of them, Louis Lips. The other one should be. I, I can't believe they didn't get the other one. It's it's very recent. Deontay Johnson? No. Someone in the live chat said Martavis Bryant. I th- okay. Let me go back to those. I went to the live chat to see if anyone was getting it right there. Martavis Bryant had one. Okay. So you're getting some of the guys that had one. Okay. Brian Brown says Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool had two his rookie season. Yep. He's he's one of the ones that That's had two. That's right. That's right. Yep. I try to forget him. Hines? Hines Ward did have one. Hines Ward had one. Oh, and Dwight Stone was listed as a wide receiver. He had one rushing touchdown. Okay. He was on this list. So I got back to that. So you're getting some of the guys that had one. But the one that had two. I can give you some hints. First round draft pick, but not by the Steelers. This was recent. Somewhat, yeah. Only had four rushing attempts with the Steelers, but two of them were touchdowns. Was a top 10 pick. Not by the Steelers. Darius no more, Hayward Bay. Just about to say, no more for his special teams. It was one Darius Hayward Bay had two rushing touchdowns for the Steelers. I so I don't remember them. I, no. I don't remember them. I don't. I remember Claypool's, and I remember what yeah, Claypool remember. did. That he was often referred because he was uh, compared to Louis Lips because he had so many touchdowns as a rookie. And then they're like, "Well, Lips had a bunch. You know, he he has the most rushing touchdowns." I remember that when the whole thing was going down with Claypool. But the other ones who have had him in their career: Martavis Bryant, Eric Ebron, Troy Edwards, Frank Lewis, George Pickens, Juju Smith-Schuster. John Stallworth, the White Stone, Lynn Swan, and Heinz Ward all had one. Gosh, I'm having trouble remembering Pickens. Uh, it was last a jet year. sweep, I think. Yeah, I just don't remember. No, it did. No, yeah, it was. It was that inside handoff. It was late in the season. Um, oh, which game was that? Because no, wait, was that was that New Orleans? Was that the game Carolina? I was at? 
it might have been, you know what? I'll have it in a, in a minute. Well, I'm starting to think. It, I'm like, was that where I was at the game that I'm that I'm trying to remember? But yeah, I'm sure. I'm not looking at the live chat because I'm looking this stuff up. I'm sure maybe they can tell you. But but George Pickens, um, his rushing touchdown. Oh no, it was. Hold hold on. That's that's not the For some reason. Touchdown. I was thinking Indianapolis. No, I was right. It was against New Orleans. Okay. Well. Because I was because uh, I got to think about it. like wait a second I think I was there I think it was coming right at me, so. All right, good yeah. stuff. So he had so he had one. Just I just thought that was just I don't know why yeah. I was intrigued by that. Um, wide receivers. Hey, do, do you think the Steelers could maybe uh, up some of those numbers this year with uh, with those jet sweeps? Yes, and I think Najee Harris will do a lot better this in terms of receiving as well. I hope. Yeah. I hope it could be a mismatch thing, and that's that's why I was looking. I'm like these these are things that you could actually that, that you could actually see go going on uh, with with the players this year. I'm also trying to to remember. I remember saying something when Eric Ebron had his rushing touchdown. Um, it was his only rush of the season, um, and it, it was against Seattle. And I remember saying to someone, and I was like. It's like, yeah, if you had Eric Ebron for a rushing touchdown uh, for the Steelers score here, I, I'm sure you made a pretty penny on that one. Yeah, for sure. Brian, did you shore up your trivia? Yes, I did. And I am uh, very glad to say this, and this is a quickie. So uh, I, I talked about the Jets and the Browns earlier. They are playing in the Hall of Fame game tonight. Who does Who do the Pittsburgh Steelers have a better winning percentage against? the Browns or the Jets career overall yes, career. Let me go get they the got, game. they got, I mean, they've owned the Browns recently, but historically they were constantly owned by the Browns for decades. I mean, even when the Steelers um, were, were good. So I, I'm going to say, I want to say Jets. Jeff, that's what that's what I said. The Jets. It is the Jets. The Steelers are twenty-seven and seven. Twenty games out of over five. Excuse me, twenty and seven. Thirteen games over five uh, over uh, five hundred against the Jets and uh, against the Browns, and that's a seventy-five percent winning percentage against the Cleveland Browns. They have a fifty-six percent winning percentage, 80, 62 and one all time. And one that one that that one gets me a lot. Yeah, I'm still mad about that one. But opening day hey, 2018. And if it wasn't for Trent Jordan on the last play of overtime, it would have it would have been in the in the loss column. Yeah. When, where because he, he blocked the, the field goal. Here we go. We have uh John S. He says, long time listener, first time in the live chat. Well, second time, I guess. First time I got to ask Brian what his Arby's order was. <laughs> what is the order, Brian, if you're going through the drive through? Uh, the big beef and cheddar. <laughs> curly fries. I haven't, you, you, <laughs> now, you know, I'm not a curly fry guy. I believe it, my son is. He loves the curly fries there. Arby's is actually really good. Um, and, and you know what? I always joke about, uh, you know, going to Arby's all the time. You would be shocked that 
that was just kind of a crutch of mine uh, just to say <laughs> Arby's. I don't go to Arby's as much as everybody thinks I do. Well, some people love it. I don't know. It's not it's, bad. It's it, yeah. fast food. It's probably cleaner fast food. Now we have a debate going on on what would be the half. See, some people said his Arby's order. I figured he'd be that half pound roast beef. Yeah, I'm not as gluttonous as I used to be. <laughs> let's put it that way. No, I, I, I'm trying to get trim. I would rarely go to Arby's. When I do, it's the double roast beef, where you want you want that 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 beef to bun ratio way up there. And yeah, yeah, because you know what, I uh, if I go to Arby's now because I'm a little more carb conscious. I will take the top of the bun off and I'll fold it. So I'm trying for less bun. <laughs> they still have a Cinnabon in every Arby's or is that oh just like special gosh. locations? <laughs> I, I think uh, they used to, you know, they used to have that at Burger King too, Cinnabon. Really? But yeah. Oh gosh, man. Huh. I could go crazy with a Cinnabon, but uh, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to live. <laughs> well, and religious- so Kathy called it before it happened. <laughs> Was it a five-minute answer? Oh. Longer, it was longer than his trivia question. <laughs> That's what I did. Wow, gosh, I'm pigeonholed now. <sighs> All right. Um, okay, good show. Guys, let's do some final thoughts here. Dave, go ahead. I am so glad that Brian reminded us. I thought about it earlier today, and then when the show came around, I, I completely let it slip through. That We're actually previewing a game next week. Now, it's very strange because, you know, there's just something about football on Sundays, and the Steelers don't have any preseason games on Sunday. They did last year, only three season, three preseason games, and they had a Sunday game, which is always kind of nice. But next week, we'll be talking about the game that's going to happen the next night. And yes, we're talking about the preseason. And normally... I don't have my sound bites on here for this show. You know, you would come in with the with the with the Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. That's not the goal of the preseason. You you play to learn your players. So it's a completely different goal, and you want to win along the way because by learning what what better way to to learn about your players by having them succeed in order to win the game. So it, it's that's the only thing that makes it a little bit different because. Are you really that torn up if you lose a preseason game, but you learn the right things about the right players on your team? Yes. I'm uh, I'm always wanting more. I'm always wanting more. I just want training camp. Oh, they're training camp. Oh, I want pads. Oh, they're in pads. Oh, now I want preseason games. Oh, we'll get a preseason game. Oh, I want the regular season. Then we'll want the post. It, it, it never ends. I want more. Give me as much Steelers as you can get. Make sure you're checking out Behind the Steel Curtain. What? So, um, what's it called? You said behind Steve the steel curtain. curtain. Oh my gosh! Don't uh, go no. there. Hey, well, <laughs> it's only been two weeks, Jeff. I'm still trying to get it out. Get it out of there. It's um, I've made I made that mistake myself. Yes, but at steelcurtainnetwork.com, we we've got the tracker. We've got the play players mentioned articles that uh, some people are still looking for. I've had people reach out for me and say, "Hey, where where's your article?" Here it is, Steel Curtain Network. It's there. It's talking about Mike Tomlin with the uh, with his post with his post practice press conferences every day. The players that he's asked about, things of that nature. Um, guys are really bringing it there. They're really bringing it on the site uh, with with some great content. Um, it's not just Jeff and I. 
I'm not going to pat our backs, but because it's really we, we've got a lot of yeah. people, you know, just just because you see our names on there uh, doesn't mean that, uh, that that I'm talking about us. But you go in there. Shannon's given us some really great content. Tony Defio, he, he always brings it in the way that Tony brings it. And I'm really waiting for that report from KT Smith from where he was at training camp practice today. Might be tomorrow. Um, uh, we'll, we'll have to see where we can get that. But some really great stuff at SteelCurtainNetwork.com. Yeah, for sure. Brian, <laughs> final thoughts. All right. Yeah, this is a, another special day for me. Uh, I have two birthdays that I want to celebrate here. Um, first of all, yesterday, my daughter-in-law, Sydney. Yes, I have a daughter-in-law, believe it or not. Um, she, uh, I don't know what she turned. And, and I've always learned, my dad always told me, you never guess a woman's age. So I am not going to mention what she turned, but I know she's still in her 20s. So I'm not going to go any further than that. Very special for me because 16 years ago, tomorrow, is my, son's, uh, my son was born. And it was the first son to me. It's not my first son. But the first first son born to me, and uh, Connor, he's uh, he's allowed to drive now. He has got a permit. He's been doing well with it. But man, I love this guy just absolutely to death. I learn more about him every day. He's now following the Penguins with me. He's now started to watch uh, Steelers games with me. So it, it's so special, uh, man. I I can't believe that. Uh, he is old enough to drive. It, it was just yesterday, just a special guy. When he was born, he had the cord wrapped around his neck. He had to be resuscitated. It was a scary moment. Um, we've had a lot of scary moments, but you know, it's just so special every single day. Uh, the one, once again, the first child born to me, and uh, I, I just can't believe it. So happy birthday to my best buddy. I love you, man. Very well said. I don't want to let this go by the wayside. Tom, you're now known as Tom plays games, gives us $5 said, does anyone else have 2005 vibes about this camp and preseason? Haven't felt this electricity in years. Bring on the season. I will say that the expectations are definitely ratcheted up this year for sure. Definitely ratcheted up and I'm here for it. We're all here for it. All at Steel Curtain Network. You can find us wherever you get your podcast by searching Steelers or Steel Curtain Network. And as Dave said, check out SteelCurtainNetwork.com. And while you're at it, FansFirstSports.com is the website. Maybe there's a podcast that you haven't heard yet from another team that you follow. You might like the Steelers. Maybe you like the New York Yankees. We've got a Yankees podcast. You can find it under the MLB tab of FansFirstSports.com. All right, good show, gentlemen. Next week, we will be previewing the Steelers' first preseason game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right. We'll see you next week for another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight. <laughs>